Thank you for listening to Breakthrough Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message brought to you by John Crampton. For more podcasts, news, and other events, please visit breakthroughlife.co.za. Okay, so last week we chatted a little bit about the year 2024, which happened to coincide with the Hebrew year 5784. And the number four is, uh, is associated with the Hebrew letter Dalet, and the pictogram of the number four is of a tent flap or an open door. And so the four, the open door, there's the connection because of the Hebrew letter and um, what the, the significance that it carries. And Lisa did an amazing um, prophetic art piece here. And I'm actually going to be touching on that a lot. And it's amazing how, um, as we just were, were going through things to, this morning, we didn't pre-coordinate what we were going to do in terms of the tithes, in terms of the launch, in terms of the transition, and, and all of these things. And it's just amazing because Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock if anyone. I will... We can expect a lot of salvations this year. He's knocking on the door of people's hearts. And it's the year of open door. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, your neighbors that you've been praying for, you know, the ones that you've been mowing their lawn, you know, like on the pavement, like there's this imaginary dividing line. And you deliberately took your lawnmower and you went beyond your, your line and you mowed the pavement of your, your neighbor. You didn't have to, but you did that because you were showing love in practical ways. You know how you did that? Please would you pray for those people over there. They, didn't, they weren't listening to the Spirit of God Blessing people, just being kind, loving, you know. We, we, we can't just be the person who's quoting scriptures in the office and lives like a jerk. Please don't do that. Just park your verses, let your life preach. Yeah, Be kind, be gracious. If they take your parking spot, don't get grumpy. You know, just like, come on, there are bigger issues in life. This is, let's just love on taxis. I mean, they're getting South Africa back to work. Just like God, in front of me, there you go. You don't, even, don't even consider it cutting in. I was making room for you. You'll be way less stressful if you do that. It's like, yeah, I was waiting for you. Smile. There you go. God bless you. My brother-in-law was telling a story. One of his, his customers had just come from one of these altercations where a taxi was trying to cut in and the guy was on the hooter and screaming and shouting and good luck Hawaiian signs and all the rest of it. And, and the taxi driver just rolled down his window and said, what did you gain 
Like all the anger and the frustration, what do you gain? No, just ulcers. So just, you know what? Just make a better decision. I'm actually just going to be a peacemaker. Turn the other cheek. It's okay. If people wrong you, it's okay. All right. We'll get to that part of the Bible. It's actually there in the scriptures. Okay. So, as we are living for the Lord, we're seeing He's doing way more for us and through us than what we previously had expected. What am I doing now? I'm prophetically trying to build faith and hope inside of you that in this year, you're going to see the Lord doing amazing things. All right? The scene is set for some of the most amazing breakthroughs to take place in this year, which is going to be a roller coaster year. It's not going to be easy. I'll, I'll get maybe next week. I want to talk about Jesus is, is in the mess. His, his power and his breakthroughs are seen best against the backdrop of mess. You only need a miracle when you need a miracle. Oh, I want to see signs and wonders. Oopsie. It means you're going to be facing some impossible situations where the supernatural has to break into the natural realm for you to see the power of God. And the problem is, it's that in between bit, you know, before the power of God, which is like, if God doesn't come through, we're done. And we don't really like that. In fact, most of us, we turn around and go out of that kind of an environment before the miracle can come, we have already exited because the pressure was like, whew, but heavy. Okay, God's going to give to us the staying power to stay in the mess so that the peace can come to the storm because we're in the storm. The disciples were in the storm and then they saw the peace. But that's maybe next week's preach. So let's just stay with where we are now. But this, this year of the Lord opening doors of opportunity for the kingdom to break into our lives is something that we need to have the correct set of lenses and awareness, a focus, if you like, that we're tuning in to what the Lord's doing. Instead of tuning in to the devil's channel, and I'm telling you, he broadcasts everywhere, often. And he has a lot of repeaters. Like your street neighborhood chat, it's a lot of repeat for fear and anxiety. All right? Um, Doom and gloom and all these kinds of things. And you know, they've got a lot of ammunition and perhaps even some facts to base it on. Okay? So, listen. The Lord was able to take care of nearly three million people for 40 years. 
Clothing? Shoes? Even for the woman? Is it enough? There was food? There was shelter? Everything that they needed for 40 years, there was no macro, there was no pick and pay, there was no any of these other places. No stock market. None of those things, and God was able to take care of his people. So it doesn't matter what happens to the stock market in this year. And there may be, may, be some rather shocking things that are going to take place in 24. It doesn't matter. Our, our confidence is not based on external circumstances. Our confidence is in the Lord and his purposes. Okay. Now John, you've been away for three months and you're saying exactly what you used to say before you went away. Isn't there anything new? No, he's the same. Yesterday, today, he's still faithful. He's still able to open the Red Sea. He's still able to cause the Jordan to back up. He's still able for manna to appear. He's still able to cause water, living water, to flow from the rock. He is still able. And as we ramp up into a greater level of maturity as the people of God, so then we need to go into places that are a little bit more difficult. Why? Because we've grown our spiritual muscles. Oh God, I want more. Oh, what would that more be? I'm glad you asked. So, for those who who were sleeping in last week. The year of more and of open doors. The Lord is going to be opening things. We see this from the book of Revelation, chapter 3, verse 7. These are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. What he opens, no one can shut, and what he shuts, no one can open. In other words, God is busy doing things. He's opening and shutting doors. And there are activities of the enemy that he's going to shut. And there are things that have been shut that he wants open and he's actually going to cause things to be opened. And there are going to be some signs and things in the natural that are going to speak to this thing. I was just in, in worship suddenly, oh, okay, there we go. Some of you have heard of a guy called Epstein. Okay. The rest of you, um, anyway, where have you guys been? So what happened was that there's this guy called Epstein, there's a very dubious character, and who set him up in the first place is also causing people to scratch their heads because he suddenly appeared with millions of dollars. In other words, he, he just was suddenly set up. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. And he organized these 
parties, shall we say, to entrap people in business and politicians and people in power, and he would trap them. Uh, it's called a honeypot trap. If we let the kids out, hey. All right. So, in other words, he would get. They would go to. He had. He bought an island. And would fly people to this island, and they would have a weekend of debauchery. And um, but not just that, but he would take underage girls, and he had cameras. I'm telling you, it's sorted. But he had cameras everywhere, and filmed even past presidents of the United States doing things that they should only be doing with their wife. But they were doing it with underage girls. You might have heard of Prince Andrew. He settled out of court. But what he thought was shut has been opened. And there are things that the enemy has tried to shut, but the Lord is just saying, No, I'm not letting that wickedness go anymore. I'm actually going to open the door and reveal things. And. Um, so I think that this is something of what's you know what they thought was sealed and could be protected um, because of their powerful positions and so on. Well, actually, they're being exposed. And the the thing is that it wasn't just a normal honeypot sting where you have pictures of you know it's typically men with women they shouldn't be with, but they're underage girls, which means it's a criminal offence. And anybody should be sitting in jail for that. And you've got to ask yourself why everybody was completely bamboozled with uh, Depp and Amber Heard and their whole court case. And everybody was glued to their screens watching that stuff. There was another court case that was way more important, but it was sealed. And no one could know what was going on until this week where the files have been opened. In other words, things that the enemy tried to shut are now being revealed. Okay. And, and part of that is an exposure of the corrupt nature of this world systems. Okay. So. The Lord is moving very powerfully on planet earth right now. And the powerful people are trying to do whatever they want to do. But the kingdom of God will not submit and come under the systems of this world. He reigns above it all. That's what we were singing this morning. Okay. So. There's another thing in terms of prophetically that I said last week that I think we're going to see a sign in terms of the Lord opening up things. And I said that one of the things is going to be fruitfulness and we're going to see a bunch of pregnancies. And how about that? All of a sudden, I heard, you guys have been busy. <laughs> Yay! Babies, pregnancies, yes! Like in this week, I just like, whoa, that couple and that couple and that, yay. 
so quick. The answer to what I prophetically was trying to say in terms of we're going to see in the natural signs of what he's doing in the supernatural. Fruitfulness, lots of babies being born this year. Come on. All right. Need to triple the size of the mom's room. Okay. So. He's opening doors and he's shutting other things. But not only that, but that's Revelation 3 verse 7. But Revelation 4 verse 1 says, After this I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I had heard first speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here and I will show you what must take place after this. The open door is for increase more revelation. Okay, the book of Revelation isn't a book of timelines and end time kind of theories. The book of Revelation, actually, if you go and read it, it says this is the revelation of Jesus. It's to reveal Jesus. Not like what's going to happen and who the next world leader is. That's not the intention of the book of Revelation. Five people have done the course. God bless you. We will run eschatology again and help you dig into what's actually there in the scriptures. Not all of the complicated theories that have been superimposed onto those verses. The book itself says this is the revelation of Jesus. So if he's the door, he says, come up high. I'm going to show you. He wants to show us himself. He is the door, as we saw in John chapter 10. And there's an open door and he says, come up higher, come up to the place of revelation. And this is part of what we're going to have an increase of in this year, is we're going to grow in our spiritual maturity to be able to see more and know more by the Holy Spirit. I'm so excited. It also means that Daryl and I and Chris and a few others have got our work cut out for us. Because in the realm of more, there's going to be a lot of funny things that are going to happen. And so there are going to be some people that are going to grab half a thing and are going to run with it as though it's the full thing. Paul warned us. He said, we see in part and we prophesy in part. And so we're going to have to help one another. That's why he puts us into the body. That's why when we get a revelation, we bring it and we submit it to one another. That we can test and check and evaluate. Am I hearing accurately? Or did I just get the bull by the udder? Doesn't have an udder. Exactly. So, hey, there's going to be chaos here. But it's good. You are. Your children pop out the womb and they just lie there. And they make a mess, but the mess is localized. Mostly. A couple of accidents every now and then, but mostly. I won't embarrass my boys. Okay. Anyway, 
Then they start toddling around and the mess spreads. They become teenagers. Gosh. And then when they get the car keys. Okay, what's going on? The more the maturity and the growth, the bigger the realm, the area of mess. We want them to grow, but like, whoa, get ready for the mess. Spiritually too, with one another, in our connect groups. We want to grow, but let's just be mature about it. There's going to be some mess. And we agree, New Year's resolution, we're up for this. We're saying, Lord, open the door for more, but help us, give us the wisdom to walk it out with one another and not be offended. When somebody says, that wasn't the Holy Spirit, and you are so sure that he told you that unicorns are going to be discovered on the 5th of May. Write it down. I mean, the angel came to you last night. Unicorns, 5th of May. It's like, mm, let's talk about this. I'm using an over-exaggerated thing, but do you understand? Because next thing, somebody's going to come and say, Jesus is coming back on the, you know, whatever date. It's like, read your Bible. The Bible says no one knows. So don't even bother wasting your time on YouTube or anywhere else. All these people who are telling you exactly when Jesus is coming back and who the Antichrist is. I mean, they've got to keep updating who the Antichrist is every two or three years. Or, or even more frequently. It's just like, no, don't, just don't. Leave. Okay. In John chapter 15, and in verse 16, he says, You did not choose me, but I chose you. And appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. So whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. I've appointed you, I've chosen you, appointed you to bear fruit. Elsewhere in, in I think it's um, verse 7. He says, it's for my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. In other words, God is in this thing. Of us bearing more fruit. He is with us. He is causing it to happen. He wants it to happen. So when we talk about the door is open for more, it's not more possessions. It's not more followers on Insta. It's not more likes on your Facebook posts. I've got to try and catch the different generations here. It's not more money in your bank account so that you can just become less reliant on the Lord. The more that he wants for us is spiritual growth. And interestingly enough, most of our growth happens 
in difficult seasons. Some of you thinking, man, I should have gone visit the other church this morning. It's just like, do I really want to hear this? No, God is interested in your future. I was here that Sunday morning, Daryl had a rope. Do you remember that? It went all the way down to my parking bay. I thought, man, they think I'm that lost. I've been away that long that I don't know my way back in the building. But (laughs) there was this tiny little piece of white on the tip of the rope. And the rope went like hundreds of meters. It It was an analogy. It wasn't a correct exact measurement. It was an analogy saying your life span is really short compared to all of eternity. And what you do now on this earth has got direct impact and influence for the rest of eternity. So don't focus on living just for the now. Focus on living for eternity. And what do we get to take with us? You know, some people say, You take nothing when you go. When you die, you take nothing. Well, it's kind of partly true in the sense that, you know, if you throw stuff in the coffin, it's just going to stay in the ground. You can't take it with you in that sense. But there are things you can take with you. Finances is one of them. Give to the poor, you lend to the Lord, he will repay. When you, Philippians, some of you were reading this book recently. No one has shared with me in this matter of giving and receiving except you. And so my Father, my God, will supply all your riches, sorry, all your needs according to his riches. But it also talks about the fact in this giving and receiving, and in the original it speaks about your heavenly bank account. In other words, when you give to someone, there's a deposit in your heavenly bank account. So you pay it forward by giving into the kingdom under the direction of the Spirit of God. We're not giving to the devil's purposes. That doesn't count. We're giving according to kingdom purposes. When we give according to the leading of the Spirit of God, there's a deposit in our treasure in heaven account. We get to use it in eternity. That's the one thing. The other thing that we get to take with us is we will stand there and everything will be tested as by fire. And who you are And your life of obedience and surrender and your maturity in the spirit stays with you. You get to keep that and there's reward on top of that. So the fruitfulness that we're after is not about stuffs. I do know how to speak English. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that on purpose because it's like, I want more stuffs. No, no, no. 
We're not trying to say, Lord, we want to manipulate you that you would give us more things here just to distract us or cause us to lose our gaze on you, to lose our trust in your ability to provide. And I'm trusting more in my bank account and my investments than I'm in trusting in the Lord. We were just talking yesterday, lunch. We had cold meats and salad. And all of a sudden, I had a flashback when I was a child. And that was like, you came one Saturday, you were in your school uniform. You were a Newport, standard six. Yes. And you gate crashed one of those Saturday lunches. Anyway, we go back a little bit. So that was the tradition in the household because there were five of us Crumpton kids plus my folks that makes you guys are good. (laughs) But we had an extended household and all my years growing up we had minimum three or four other single people living with us as though they were Crumptons. And it was an opportunity for us to live out community and for us to disciple, I say us, I mean, you know, it was my parents, but I was a tiny little chap then. But what it looked like to be in a godly home. And then we were just reflecting, like, and so Nick asked the question, he said, so how did you guys provide for that? I said, here's the interesting thing. All those years, my dad never had a salary. He was doing work flat out. He was editing a magazine. He was doing renewal missions. He was running a community which then became a church. He was doing loads and loads of ministry thing, but he didn't have a formal salary all those years. But God provided. He supplied. And so in all of that, there was an amazing spiritual growth that was taking place in my folks as they were trusting God to meet not only their needs and us five kids, but also the other members of the extended household. And how the Lord provided for us, and there were so many things, like, how on earth could they have afforded that? So, the point is, the Lord in a narrow place, financially, kept them spiritually alert. Sometimes the Lord wants us to be more awake. So he turns off the financial tap. It's amazing what happens to your prayer life when the financial tap just gets squeezed a bit. Am I talking to anybody here? Okay, you know somebody, right? It's going to be okay in 24 if the Lord turns off a few taps. Because he's going to cause fruitfulness in our lives. Trust and faith and devotion and leaning on him for our everything. And that's a place of spiritual maturity. 
That's a good year. Now, the, the, the world kind of thinks that's crazy. That's, that's upside down logic. Yeah, but we're in the upside down kingdom. We, we are not looking to the things of this world to satisfy our needs. We're looking to Him because He is our everything. Right? You sang that this morning? We rejoiced at the people who came to the front. You're my everything. We prayed the prayer with them. Lord, you're my everything. Okay, guess what? That doesn't just mean two hours on a Sunday. You, my everything, is Monday through Saturday more than it is Sunday morning. So as we, we live in this place of being yielded to him, he causes us to grow, and sometimes the growth takes place because of pruning. We're back to John 15. He says, listen guys, I want you to bear even more fruit, so I'm just going to trim you a bit. Ouch! Oh, that hurt. Yeah, I just lost that. Did you see a whole branch just went? <laughs> Shock, panic. Get the nutrients to the place that's going to bear fruit instead of sucking up the nutrients on things that are just for show, but there's no fruit. Jesus looked at a fig tree that was full of show and no fruit. I'm nearly done, nearly done, nearly done. So, See if I can quickly tie one or two scriptures with that prophetic painting and try and pull all this together. So Jesus in John chapter 10 says, I am the door. Some translations say I'm the gate, but I'm the door. And then at the beginning of his ministry, Philip and Andrew and Peter, they all come from the same place. And Jesus says, Phil, come, follow me. Paul's kind of like, yes, I'm in. And he goes and finds Nathaniel. He says, Nathaniel, come and see the one that was prophesied, written in the word. Come and see the one about whom it was written in the word. That's going to be our key for navigating what we think we see. Is it in the word? He's from Nazareth. Nathaniel says, Nazareth? What? Poor father? (laughs) Can any good thing come from Nazareth? Yeah? Jesus came from a place that was despised. Do you come from a place that was despised? It's okay. Your background and your past does not project into your future. So when he comes, Jesus just pops a word of knowledge. He says, hey, but Nathaniel, there's no guile in you. Nathaniel says, how do you know me? He's talking to the one 
who walks in all of the gifts of the Spirit, models the fruit of the Spirit, he says, but when you were under the, tr- the tree, I saw you. And Nathaniel goes like this. Now, I watched the Chosen episode on this thing. It's kind of like, oh, that was just beautiful. I think the Holy Spirit helped them give us a context. Because like from this one verse, Nathaniel says, like, you saw me under the fig tree? He says, oh, you're the Messiah. So there had to have been something that was happening under the fig tree. Maybe he was reaching out for God. Maybe he was, he was stirred. He was kind of like, I need more of God. Maybe there was a New Year's resolution. God, I need an encounter with you. I'm done with the past. I'm done with the old. I need you. Would you break through into my life? God, I'm desperate for more of you. Come on, we've prayed those prayers. We've prayed those prayers. God, we want more of you. And this is a season where God is breaking in and he's answering the heart cries of his people. He said, I saw you under that tree when you were finished. You had no hope. You were in despair. And God says, I saw you there. I heard your cry. And I've come to answer the cry. In fact, I'm not just going to do one or two miracles. I'm saying, come, be with me. Inner circle. And Nathaniel, blood. You are the Christ. You're the one. Philip said, come and see the one. Oh, yes. And Jesus said, what? Listen, man, that was just a little word of knowledge. You will see greater things. This is John chapter 1, verse 51. You will see even greater things. And then he said, and you will see Angels ascending and descending on the Son of Man. That's verse uh, 51. He says, and you, it's not, that you will see, is not, yay, Salsin. I will love Afrikaans. It's the heavenly language. Helps us understand. It's Yilla Salsin. Okay, for those north of our borders. You, in English, is both single and plural. And it's not always easy to know if it's you singular or you plural. That's why sometimes we talk about yous. So we're the sheep of his pasture, so yous. You, you all. Okay? NIV sometimes will translate, say, you yourselves. That's how we can tell that it's corporate. This is plural. He's talking to Nathaniel and then he says, but you all will see. 
And he's referring, and we didn't compare notes beforehand, Genesis chapter 28, where Jacob is having an encounter with God that changed everything. He had two massive encounters. The one was going, and the other encounter was coming back. And on the encounter going, he puts a stone under his head, and he has a kip, and he has a dream, and he sees this ladder, and he sees the Lord Almighty. And the Lord, the translation is either he saw the Lord up there or he saw the, or the Lord was beside him. That's beautiful with the Hebrew. And, and the Lord speaks the promises that had been spoken to Abraham. And the promises that they then carried on to Isaac. And now they become his promises. God spoke to him directly. You know, sometimes we are following Jesus and there's certain things that we've known because somebody else has told us or taught us. But now, come up higher. I'm going to speak to you and show you for yourself so that you know without a shadow of doubt This is what God says. I'm not just here serving Jesus because my dad served Jesus. I'm serving Jesus because I've had an encounter with Jesus. Right? I think that this is what the Lord's going to be doing in the season. He's going to be opening up opportunities for us to have profound encounters of revelation that will change everything. It's amazing. And so Jesus is referring back to this, you know, angels ascending and descending. The encounter that Jacob, who on his second encounter gets a name change, changes his Facebook profile, everything becomes Israel. Prince with God. And, and as he's, Jesus is referring back to the first encounter, which is like, whoa, the promise Jesus is starting out his ministry and he's speaking to Nathaniel and the rest of the boys and he's saying the promise of revelation and the promise of the things from that realm coming down what are the angels doing? They're bringing heavenly things to give to us and to strengthen us in the season. So my final closing, and you didn't know that I was closing, but my final closing is this is going to be a year of more supernatural encounters, angelic revelations. Because God is wanting to strengthen his people to cause us to be fruitful not so we can be puffed up but that we might know him more and because we know him more we are fully convinced he's Lord he's King and what he says is going to happen 
And so we live with the end in mind. We're living towards that end. So curves can go up and down. Politics can go sideways. I mean, who thought that the other Jacob was going to over there? It's like all these amazing things are happening. It doesn't matter. Because we're living towards this end of fruitfulness. Hallelujah. Come on, let's stand. If the Lord has been stirring something in your heart while I've been speaking, a stirring for more in the realm of the Spirit. How about we just come into alignment and agreement with that? We say, Lord, it's me. Yeah? I know there were a lot of people in the building, but actually it was me. Sometimes you go to church and it's just like, I don't care who was in the building, it, they were preaching for me. Okay. So if that is you, how about we just say, let's go back to where we were. Hands up. So Lord, this is me. Lord, there's such a stirring in my heart right now to go for the more. I don't want to just do a beginning of the year kind of resolution thing. I actually want my life to look like this in 2024. That the open door remains open. And even as was encouraged last week through Steve, we don't just go to the threshold and turn back, but we go through to receive what you have for us. Lord, cause us to be those who go through, that we might attain what you have for us. Would you speak to us in the night hours, visions and dreams. Speak to us through family and friends and colleagues. Speak to us, Lord, through the family. Speak to us through your word. May your word become alive to us in a powerful way this year. Things that we'd not seen before, but it was written there until someone says, see, in reality, the fulfillment of what was written long ago. We want to be those people. Holy Spirit, would you cause us to be fruitful? Cause us, Lord, to live for your honor and your glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We can have a moment to pray some praise of agreement. I'm going to ask the ministry team just to come forward. If you specifically want to push in more on on that kind of a prayer area, go for it. If you need a job, so we were praying for people with businesses and so on, but you're unemployed, great, come. Let's join our faith together. Jobs and better jobs. All right, we're trusting the Lord that there's going to be the release of that this year. Um, And then uh, just a few issues I could feel um, pain in my spine um, this morning through worship. And I kind of like, nah, that's not me. 
So if you've got issues with your, your bones, your spine, maybe it's, it's bone degeneration, these kinds of issues, if there's pain in your body, we want to pray for, for you for healing. Otherwise, if there's anything else you'd like prayer for, these amazing people would love to just pray with you. But as we go, may the blessing of the Lord God Almighty the creator, the maker of heaven and earth. And may the grace of our Lord and Savior, our deliverer, bring you freedom and breakthrough today and in this week. And may the sweet comfort, cocooning, shielding presence, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each one of us And may the members of our family traveling on the roads of this country be shielded and protected. And may the blessing and favor of the Lord rest upon each one of us. Amen and amen and amen. God bless you.